In the saddle up the creek with no paddle No aliens to battle where we want to go Without being pompous, we don't need map or compass We're launching Caddy Wampus on our new travel show Space Croutons, only go with us Space Croutons, on our podcast bus Space Croutons, we see your retinas And in space no one can hear you scream Loopy from our earworms, space shanty theme Hello Space Scrutonians one and all. Today, we are on the road again, didn't Waylon, Willie or the boys say that? I think it was Willie, but I digress. We're on the road again with another heart-pounding episode of Space Scrutons. Cordy is indisposed today, and although I'm not certain exactly when he will return, I'm sure that there is an intriguing story from him just around the corner. So, a while ago we had Alexa on our show as a guest. She promised that she'd return and give us an update on what's happening on Quell, and she'll be with us today to do just that. We've sent a couple of drones her way to get the story in real time and I hope everything is set up and ready to go. While I'm verifying our connections, why don't you listen to a previously recorded message from Cordy? Space Croutons Season 3 is almost here. Reflecting back on what was and dreaming of what is to be led us all to where we are today, right here. Some people say that nothing is impossible, but I do nothing most days. It's not that hard. Remember, the road to success is always under construction. Space Croutons began as a single thought, but with a bit of tender care and fertilizer, look where we have come. My dad used to say, you got to be very careful if you don't know where you're going because you might not get there. And now, Space Croutons is almost to season three. Who'd have thunk it? As season two winds down, have you ever wondered why we keep sending people to other worlds, other dimensions? Are they secretly door-to-door solicitors? Are they fugitives? Are we starting a cult? Or are we part of the Witness Protection Program? Inquiring minds want to know. To paraphrase Leonidas, whom I saw just last week, a thousand, two thousand, or ten thousand years from now, people many generations yet to be born may make their journey along the roads traveled by space croutons. They will come, scholars perhaps, maybe comedians from beyond the dimensions prompted by curiosity regarding the past or an appetite for knowledge of our travels, our experiences. They will peer out across our lands, across our times, across our keyboards, and probe among the stone and rubble, perhaps unearthing Van Helsing, finding Sally still engaged in deciphering my father's sayings. Well, what will they learn from us? Their metaphorical shovels will unearth neither brilliant palaces nor temples. Their Googled searches will unearth no everlasting architecture or art. What will remain of space croutons? Not monuments of marble or bronze, but this, what we do here today. So remember, dedicated listeners, as we solemnly prepare for season three, it's okay if you don't like me, because not everyone has good taste.
And now, back to Sally. Well, to once again paraphrase my great-grandpappy Hal, the pod bay doors are open. And here's our guest now. Welcome Alexa. It's great to speak with you again. Hello Sally. First, I want to thank you for the opportunity to come back and tell you more about Quell and what's happening with the Rebellion. You're most welcome Alexa. Cordy sends his best and is very sorry that he is unable to be here today. He seems to never be around when you're here, does he? I wonder. Anyway, he said that he'd be listening and if we needed anything he would be very close. A lot has happened on Quell since we last spoke. As you recall, our leadership team is meeting to determine the best path forward and to develop a lasting resolution to the rebellion. I can assure you it's going well. I want to thank you for the use of the drones and I assure you that we'll be getting the full experience of listening as the discussions evolve. First, let me tell you something about our leaders. I told you about Ruffy T. Flyingfish last time. Cheryl E. Synagogue is the leader of Ellico. Ellico is ravaged with fire, but for the most part, the population has learned to live with the global situation. Cheryl, as she's known to her friends and acquaintances, is very young for her position on Ellico. She's almost like a child by Earth standards, but don't let her appearance lead you to believe that she's not one of the most intelligent beings you'll ever meet. Cheryl has been so impressed with Curdy in this show, she even wrote a jingle for you. Let me play it. Sure, Alexa. Here we go. Greetings, Space Crutonians. I wanted to let everyone know how much we appreciate everything you've done to help us shut down the rebellion and bring peace back to Quell. As an orphan, I learned a long time ago how to depend on my instincts and follow through on something that I know is the best thing for me. I know that Space Croutons can be the same for you guys, and I know how important it is to get the information out to the right people. With you in mind, here is a little something that I've written especially for Space Croutons. trip to our home you will notice that you're not alone we'll be right there we will meet you on the thoroughfare so as we move along we will sing our new theme song space croutons season 3.14 
soon to a podcast near you. Thank you, Space Crutonians, one and all. This is Cheryl E. Synagogue signing off. I think I've heard that tune somewhere before, but nonetheless, wasn't it grand? That was wonderful, Alexa. What else can you tell us about your leaders? Well, Vito Coriolis is the leader of Q. Q is plagued with severe wind, but the population there has learned how to harness the energy and profit from it. So it works out nicely for everyone. Do you have a message from Vito Coriolis, too? Of course, Sally. He was most excited to send you to his personal message. Let me play it for you. Greetings to you all. I just wanted to thank you for your generosity and your act of friendship by inviting me to speak to you today. I will not forget your gracious act and will count you as one of my closest associates. As I'm sure you're aware, my family has been involved in a struggle for our home for quite some time. And though we would eventually prove superior to our enemies, your generosity has proven invaluable to our inevitable victory. I have visited your land on several occasions. On one particular trip, I was accompanied by my good friend, Ruffy D. Flyingfish. We vacationed in a relatively unknown area that was known as the Redneck Riviera. While there, Ruffy was able to work his charms and get us in to a competition at a local beach. The gist of it was to throw a fish as far as possible using only your hand. And believe it or not, I was fortunate enough to be victorious. I have cherished memories of your land. Listen, we are all reasonable people. As you know, I am a man of few words. I prefer to allow my actions to speak for me and as such, I wanted to let you know that I will repay this kind act of yours. I always pay my debts and remember my friends. If you ever need a friend, need some assistance, you only need ask. Thank you, my friends. Vito is a man of few words, and loyalty means everything to him and his family. And last but not least, we have a message from... Ruffy T. Flying Fish. Greetings to everyone within the sound of my voice, and I'm pretty sure that's most of you. It's a rare privilege that you have today to take part in this momentous occasion, witnessing the rebirth of civilization as we know it. And trust me, there are some of you that are pretty knowingly unaware of it, if I may say so myself. You've already listened to people with a lot more to say than I will, so in the interest of brevity, I'll keep this short. It's just as well, as I'm sure there are some of you who are already reaching for the remote to switch podcasts. Nevertheless, 
I have an important announcement to make. This announcement is of vital national importance. So important, in fact, that the very announcement of the announcement drives home the importance of the announcement. So without delaying any further, and without sidestepping the elephant in the room, oh, that reminds me, not too long ago I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I'll never know. After we shot the elephant, we tried to remove the tusks, but we couldn't do it. They were too tight. So we went to Alabama where the tusks are looser. Now, where were we? Ah, yes, the announcement. This announcement is of such importance and so vital that it is intended for only a select listening audience. So, by virtue of our super high-tech interplanetary translator slash need-to-know selector modulator, which I own the patent on, the announcement will now be made. Remember, if you hear music, it's simply that you're not selected to receive the announcement at this time. With that being said, we'll begin the announcement in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. I know what you're thinking. How could such an announcement not affect the outcome of the rebellion, nay, the very existence of eternity itself, and most importantly, my lunch order? Anyway... Now that the announcement is out there, I'll bid you adieu for now, and I'll bid ten dollars for that painting of the dogs playing poker. I think my brother would like it. And regardless of whether I win or lose that magnificent piece of art, please listen for additional announcements soon. That was astonishing, don't you think so, Sally? Um, sure, Alexa. Say, can you tell us in your own words what has transpired, or is transpiring right now on Quell? Of course, Sally, but better yet, let's switch over to one of the drones that is currently monitoring the leadership meeting. Since the video is unavailable for our listeners, allow me to describe the scene. Overall, the room is dimly lit. This is a requirement of Vito's as he is more comfortable in dark rooms. Cheryl, on the other hand, cast a bright aura all about her. So she is at one end of a long table while Vito is at the other wearing sunglasses. Ruffy is in between them, sitting near the middle of the table. His head seems to be turning from one side to the other, as if watching a tennis match. It's almost comical to watch if we weren't aware of the gravity of, of the situation. Vito sits alone at one end of the table, seemingly oblivious to everything else in the room except his cat. His cat is sitting in his lap, softly purring as Vito gently scratches behind his ear. The cat's ear, not his own ear. Meanwhile, at the other end of the table, Cheryl has taken her seat along with her Great Dane. I believe her name is Scooby. Scooby easily outweighs Cheryl and is even taller than Cheryl when she sits on the floor next to her chair, Cheryl's chair. Ruffy is at the middle of the table with an African parrot on his shoulder. Ruffy has been training the parrot for years not to talk. Let's see if we can get into the audio feed. Ruffy, we've known each other many years, but this is the first time you came to me for counsel, for help. I can't remember the last time you invited me to your house for a cup of coffee or even a light snack, even though my wife is godmother to your child. 
But let's be frank here. You never wanted my friendship. And you were afraid to be in my debt. Well, just call me Window, as you see right through me. I didn't want to get in trouble. Trouble, trouble! Trouble, trouble! I understand. You found paradise in Dissy. Had a good trade made a good living. The authorities protected you, and there were courts of law. And you didn't need me as a friend. But now you come to me and you say, Fido Coriolis, give me justice. But you don't ask with respect. You don't offer friendship. You don't even think to call me Godfather. Instead, you come into my house on the day my cat has a vet appointment. And you uh, ask me to do something terrible for money. I only ask for justice and a tasty MLT. Mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. Mmm, where the mutton is nice and lean, the lettuce is in tens and twenties, and the tomato is ripe. They're so perky. I love that. Love that. Love that. Quiet now. Meow. And sure, though we've known each other for quite some time, you have yet to take my advice about anything. I can remember the last time you invited me to your house for a slice of pie. Even though our cats have chased the same laser beam around the room. But let's be frank here. You never wanted my friendship. And you were also afraid to be in my debt. If we spent too much time together, I was afraid people would talk. And I don't like napping with the fishes. Oh, yes, I understand. My wife does have a jealous streak hidden beneath her calm exterior. Well, Vito, I, I mean, Godfather, what do you think we should do about the rebellion? About the kind that's leading it? Maybe we could send him away on a good ship. Give him a lollipop or a milkshake. Well, maybe we should all pretend we're magicians and disappear. Don't worry, my friends. Don't worry. I'll handle it. Before you know, the colonel will be gone and Quell will return to normal. But how will you do that? I'll make him an offer. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Meow. Well, no disrespect, but we've tried talking to him. It's like talking to a fence post. He wouldn't answer. And you know what that's like. What will you say? I'll make him an offer. What kind of offer? I'll make him an offer. He can't refuse. 
Can't refuse. Can't refuse. Better lock up your racehorses. What? Never mind. You're probably too young to catch that reference. How can we ever repay you? Someday, and that day may never come, I may call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift on my cat's vaccination day. Bye-bye, Vito. Have fun storming the rebellion. Do you think it'll work? It'll work. It'll work. It'll take a miracle. If that parrot squawks one more time, it will be sleeping with the fishes. Please control your cat. She doesn't like going to the vet. Who does? Scooby Dooby Doo! <laughs> And within hours of this meeting, the colonel was on board an interstellar transport to galaxy far, far away. Nobody has seen him or his racehorse since. We've spent some time cleaning up and putting things back as they should be. But Alexa, what about Vito's cat? How did the vaccinations go? Vito's cat? Ah, yes, Vito's cat. Her name is Sunny, and she's fine. In fact, Sunny is experiencing a litter any day now. But I'm afraid the waiting list is a mile long. And Quell? Quell is getting back to normal. Tourism is picking up again. Aiden and Dat are staying. Aiden is taking the job of Minister of Interstellar Travel, while Dat will become our time and space liaison. Dandy will be retiring from overseeing our defenses. Well, I hope we hear from them soon. I'm sure you will, Sally. I am quite confident you've not heard the last from them. Thank you for stopping by, Alexa. As always, it's great having you. It's been my pleasure, Sally. Ta-ta for now. Well, everyone, I'd like to thank Alexa for stopping by and giving us an update. And our congratulations to everyone on Quell and the best of luck putting things back to normal there. We just have time for a quick word from one of our Curdy selected sponsors before wrapping up. wraps up another episode of Space Scrutons. A special thanks to our podians, our guests, our callers, and our screenwriters. I'd like to thank you and you and you and you and of course you too. And everyone else that is out there that I haven't mentioned yet. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Spotify, or any number of full-featured streaming services that you may have access to. 
Please keep us posted on anything you hear that could help us save the worlds and keep peace in your hearts until our next story time. So when we leave the station For each time or space Vacation You won't want to miss it If you do Well you Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. No animals were coerced, injured, starved, exploited, overworked, oppressed, abused, overburdened, or taken advantage of during this production, except for Ralph the Wonder Llama. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode story by John. Production by Amanda, Jeff, Jerry, Patsy, and John. Featuring the voice talents of Amanda, Jeff, Patsy, Jerry, and John. Entire work copyright 2021 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Goodwitch Audio Production.